There is always a way to get it done. This is episode 20 of the Michigan Real Estate Investor Network podcast, hashtag the network. We're coming to you from the network studios, Inside Michigan Investment Title. This episode is brought to you by Sobel Law. Hey, everybody. We are back with Michigan Real Estate Investor Network, hashtag the network podcast. Super excited to be here on another roundtable edition. Today, we are going to be talking about how not to be a one-trick pony. And I'm Dylan Tanaka. We're going to go around the table, introduce ourselves, and tell a little bit about what we do in this business of real estate investing. I'm Nathan Ganane. I'm a buy and hold investor throughout Metro Detroit. I also do flips, but I mainly am focusing on just multifamily. Hey guys, my name is Hassan. Um, I'm a buy and, hold, buy and hold investor too. I own some properties in Metro Detroit, focusing on mixed use and apartment complexes. And I'm Erica Weichel, president of Michigan Investment Title, and I help real estate investors get their deals done. So, um, Hassan, you are our guest today, and cool. we have <laughs> we've done some business together. So, do you yeah. want to tell us a little bit about how you got started? Because you kind of have um, an unusual pattern to your to your sure. deals. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I started uh, three years ago, and um, since then, I've just kind of been coming back because it's been so easy to do business. Yeah, thanks. Um, but <clears throat> I essentially started by buying a property. Um, my dad works in hospitality. I had 20 grand saved up for my job. I said, hey, can I invest this in a hotel? And he said, no, go and do your own thing. And so that just kind of started snowballing and, and trying to find ways to invest money. So um, I kind of just started finding off-market deals after I bought my first one on the MLS in 2016. And since then, it's just just been rolling and going. So the main focus has just been like lead generation, finding really good deals, wholesaling the ones that uh, don't make sense for me to hold in my portfolio and just going from there. Yeah. And that is your main source, your day to day, everyday job yeah. is real estate yeah. investing. Yeah, I quit um, after a year of after a year of doing real estate. I quit my full time job. I think that's what we all did, right? Yeah. Yeah. A couple of years for me. But yeah. Yeah, back in the 70s, uh, it took you longer to quit your job, so I, I wasn't quite that fast. But Inflation, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, I think that was the thing. That- I've been full-time since, I think, 07, so I'm 12, 12 years deep. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good. Um, no, so everything's just been, just been hunky-dory since, since I quit. I can't imagine going back. Even I was talking to, the, to a friend the other day. And he was complaining about that he had to like mow the grass. And I was like, dude, I would pull the weeds out all day as uh, rather than going back to a full time job. I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And weeds a big thing right now in real estate. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Where do you want to go from there? Um, we can talk about weed. I mean, I don't, I don't, <laughs> it's like, uh, that one guy's podcast, they smoke on there. Are we doing yeah. that here too? I don't know. I just saw Mike Tyson on his podcast and they're, they're spending yeah, it's a thing. 40 G's a month or was it 400,000 a month? Wow. On um, what? Weed. Just smoking wow. it. Just that's crazy. Wow. That's how much you're, they're just smoking for fun. It's not with the podcast. <laughs> so that's what, that's what Iron Mike's into now. And he looks old, man. It's, it's taking a toll on him. <laughs> yeah, he said it. He said, thankfully, he found it because he was a maniac before that. I didn't know that. <laughs> Guess when you chew people's ears off, you might need to puff yeah. a little chiba. Oh my god! <laughs> can, um, can we go a little more into his mixed use deal? I, I think oh, yeah. that'd be great. Uh, uh, yeah. Why, why don't you explain what mixed use is? Oh yeah. So um, from <clears throat> I've only done one mixed use deal, so I'm not some expert, FYI. 
But um, in terms of my understanding, mixed use is anything where you have more than one asset class in one structure or one parcel. So you can have residential on there. You can have a retail office. Um, it's usually not mixed with industrial just because there's a lot of noise typically. But um, those are the general, that's the general idea of it. Um, the mixed use deal that we just bought, um, and, um, Erica helped us close on it at MIT. And basically, we I, I found it from a cold call about a year ago. And the guy used to run a paint shop in his business. Um, Ten years ago, he closed it down. So I had contacted him to buy his duplex. He said that, hey, everything's on one parcel. I have to sell you the whole thing. So we went through, did some analysis, uh, did the due diligence, and then basically closed on it about two weeks ago. So. Was a... Uh Sorry, right when you uh, when he said he'd be willing to sell it, yeah. did it take a long time to negotiate a price? Oh, definitely, yeah. Like he so, started out real high. No, he didn't start out real high. I just started off real low. <laughs> so he was like, he was like, but he's an old guy, right? So the old old people take a long time to make decisions. Um, so that was basically the hinging factor, just waiting for him. But I would touch base almost every month. Um, I would stop by his house randomly. It was really weird stuff, but. Uh, eventually he kind of just said, okay, whatever, I'll give it to you. Um, so he, he agreed on a fair price. Um, there was a lot of rehab after we did our inspections. So then we negotiated a land contract, um, which, which he gave it to me at like 4%, five years. What city was this in? This is, uh, in Berkeley. So the property is closer to downtown. downtown gotcha. Area. So let me break in real quick and tell you how classy this young man, Hassan is. I was actually in the office that day on another closing when you were here closing that deal. Oh yeah. And this guy brought food for the whole office. So let that be a lesson to uh, to all you young and old investors out there. Bring food and people like you. That's true. <laughs> if you feed us, <laughs> it helps. It definitely helps. Oh, and it was good food. I know. I there know. was a lot that of food, tasty. too. We ate that for like the next day or two after that. <laughs> the girls were taking it home and fighting over certain things. So it was pretty good. It's easy. Yeah, so being close to downtown Berkeley, that's huge, right? It is. It is very helpful, yeah. So um, it's a great location. I still don't know exactly what I'm going to do with it, but at least from day one, I'm not losing money. I'm not putting money into the deal. So it's covering the debt service. It's covering insurance and, and um, property taxes. So I can at least uh, go ahead and figure out a game plan. But And what's on deal. that parcel now? So there is a 3,000-square-foot retail space um, slash office, and there's also a two-car garage that's about 600 square feet, and then a a uh, standalone duplex that's also on the parcel and then some lawn space that's uh, on an intersection on 12 mile and that um, duplex is already tenanted when you got it yeah yeah so i had to uh, move out the bottom tenants just because we increased the rents day one before before closing but um yeah it is right now top top unit is rented um, and the retail space is also being used for storage and then the garage is going to be rented out for for 400 so can we talk a little bit about that big deal? We don't have to go into a yeah. lot of detail, but because um, I know you worked that deal for a very long time as well. Yeah. So you want to tell us a little bit the, about the that? one from uh, last year? Yeah. Yeah. So that one was really fun. Um, basically, uh, the guy's name was Old Ron. So I connected with him in 2016, early 20. Uh, basically, it was the first time I was cold calling, and still at that point. I was just cold calling on a spreadsheet and I had like no systems. All we did was just skip trace numbers. I would just go into white pages, look up the numbers and start dialing. I called this guy. He had a place in Hazel Park and um, he said, no, I don't want to sell it. 
but he seemed like a cool guy. So I just kind of stayed in touch. He said, well, the second time I called him, he said, you know what? You caught me on my good day. I'll sell it to you, but not now. So then I was like, all right, this person is at least some sort of lead. So I kind of just stayed in touch with him. He told me he liked coffee. He drinks, he drank eight cups of coffee a day. And so I bought him some Starbucks coffee, like the, you know, the grounds and dropped them off at his house and, you know, just sent him handwritten letters uh, every two, three months. So one day he called me and he was like, Hey, I want to sell my portfolio. That day I went, when my manager's office quit my job and then, and then in the next three months we closed it. So, so again, I mean, we were kind of talking about not being a one trick pony. So you Mm -hmm. had to use, I mean, several different types of ways to either find people different oh, yeah. persistence is another one oh, yeah. and these deals didn't happen overnight and oh, no yeah. one was flagging you down so you actually had to go and find ways to find people mm-hmm. talk to them yeah. build rapport mm-hmm. and stay patient oh yeah that's the hardest part yeah and then how many properties did that one guy sell uh, yeah uh he sold 13 or 14 properties in that yeah. portfolio and from between metro detroit 13 14 none were in detroit Nice. So, yeah, it was it was a fun deal, and then then I went to Vietnam <laughs> for a month, right? Yeah. That's but that, that's like you know you always take time to even like um, the actor Matthew McConaughey, mm-hmm. like he's he always just every time he's about to do a film or after he gets done, he takes about three weeks off. And I realized the same thing even in my life. You take a few weeks off, and you get to kind of like zoom out of your own life, and you can kind of assess. All right, where do I want to go with this strategy, and what do I want to do? Um, so I feel like that's pretty important, even though you get stuck in the day to day. But then you you take a take a step back and you say, OK, wait, let me reassess everything. What, what am I trying to do here? So, so you hopped on like a motorbike. Didn't you buy like a motorbike yeah. or something while you were there and yeah. rode around for weeks and, yeah. and you figured out your next step? Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> and I, every time I go, I'm like, oh, I'm going to figure out so much. And, and I get to that. I'm like, what did I do here? <laughs> but it's just <laughs> a lot of fun. It's just it's just, you know. It's just time for nothing. So you, your brain just gets a chance to decompress and, and think. And you were by yourself. Yeah, to, totally go solo. Traveling by yourself does. Yeah, you does get, help with and, that. And, and and there's so many benefits apart from just the travel part. Like you get to learn how to solve problems. You know, if you don't know where you're gonna stay, you don't know where you're gonna eat. That's basically what you have to figure out. So, day to day challenges, but it helps you. I stay at the resort, so I know where I'm going to stay and eat. I'm not quite that brave. (laughs) So what about you guys? What do do you think about that? Are you guys? I'm just waiting for Hassan's book to come out because I know him well (laughs) enough. I'll I'll get the autograph. Listen, this is how these millennial guys act. I don't know. I don't know how old Hassan is, but he's way younger than me. And uh, if I hit 13 deals, I'd be running and and working another 80 hours. So, you know, it's just that that uh, that different mind mindset, which is very cool. You know, and we've got a couple different generations here at the table. Obviously, a very young lady with Erica and old guy with me. Then a couple of millennial dudes across the table from me. But honestly, I mean, that's what the round table is all about. It's kind of getting a mix of, of how people think about things, mindset, you know, why you're in this business. You're not just in this business to buy and sell houses or apartment buildings or borrow and lend money, whatever it is, right? It's yeah. it's to kind of be able to build that lifestyle yeah. so you weren't stuck in that cube being told yeah. what to do. Totally. You can get locked in if you got a bunch of rentals and being told what to do because your tenants become your boss. Exactly, yeah. It's all about systems at that point, right? So you, so you figure out a way to systemize your day-to-day stuff um, so you can deconnect. Right. Connect. Well, uh, we were just talking about that before before we were recording. I mean, things happen. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you realize that your systems need to change. Yeah. And so it, it's constantly evolving. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. 
The uh, 13 property deal, was it yep. single families, duplexes? Yeah, so one of them was a duplex in St. Clair Shores, but the rest were single families. Um, Did you actually buy them all or wholesale them or piece it out? Yeah, so I... Nate's all about the deal. He's like, yeah. he's like yeah. I don't want to hear about Vietnam. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, I can, Vietnam's sweet. I watched I the movie. But no, tell me about the deals. It is, no, the podcast is about, is about real estate, so... Um, <laughs> uh, so it's it was 13 of those properties. I didn't put them all into my name, so I signed them all at closing. Um, so break I break that down real quick again for the watchers and listeners yeah. who who don't really understand what that means. Yeah, wait before you do that too. <laughs> with that, like, yeah. um, explain if you did like 13 to one guy, or if you had like 10 buyers for and sure. like piece. And them b- all before you do that, was it a regular <laughs> motorcycle or moped? <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was definitely a motorcycle. Okay. It was like a nice right. Honda Civic. Wow. Or no, not a Honda. Civic. Honda Civic. Win. Honda Win. Honda Win. But right. it was fake. I found out at the end. It's yeah. not real because I bought it for a hundred bucks. It's right? a fairy tale. Can't, can't complain okay. for a hundred bucks. Yeah, I sold it for one fifty too. Flip the motorcycle yeah, in Vietnam. So, All right, so um, go ahead and back up and, and okay. break that down for so, us. So basically, once once I got connected with Old Ron and he decided he wanted to sell the deal. Um, he wanted to sell all of his properties. So I said, okay, let me give you an offer for all of it. Um, so essentially, once we had negotiated a price, I think it was like 570, 600, somewhere in there. Um, I had determined the ones that I wanted to keep and the ones that I wanted to sell. So the ones I didn't want to didn't want to keep, basically I wanted to sell, there was about five, six of those. They were in Warren, just areas where I'm not comfortable buying yet. Um, so I sent those out onto Facebook and on some wholesalers lists. I just connected with them. I said, hey guys, shoot this out. I'll give you a referral fee, whatever you need. Um, referral fees are nice. Yeah, definitely, definitely. For doing nothing, like you just- I don't know about out. nothing and build well, a 5,000 person list. Yeah, yeah, but then it's leveraged, right? So um, I, I sent them out and one person reached out. He basically said he wanted to buy them all. I said, okay, I've already done my inspection, so I can't do it again. And I said, I want to sell it without any inspections. I had all the photos. Um, on uh, on Google Photos, mm-hmm. so it was up there. They looked at everything. They said, "Look, you guys have to waive your inspections, bring in cash, and we can close on it." But it was still a fair deal for them. Um, so I think the value on the properties was probably close to a million. They bought it for like six or seven hundred, seven hundred, I think. Wait, yeah, so they had, a, they had a huge yeah. layer of security there just yeah. in case there was a bad basement or two or whatever. Exactly. Not that you're selling anything bad, but, yeah. to, you know, I've bought houses sight unseen and yeah. I'm not yeah. buying them at full price versus, yeah. you know, being able to look at them, of course. Nate's yeah. done the same thing. Yeah. You know, we no, do crazy sure. stuff. Yeah. It's you all about the dollar. discount for that. Yeah. So, so. The risk discount. Yeah, it's a risk reward analysis and everyone has their own threshold. So, so break down how these guys bought them so everybody understands that you didn't like close on them at Michigan oh, yeah. Investment Title and then oh, yeah. resell them to them and. So, um, yeah, so it's basically a process called assignment slash wholesaling in real estate. Um, you basically get a property owner to sign a contract to sell them to you. And in that contract, you have something called an assignability clause where it gives you the ability to assign properties, um, whether that's in part or the whole thing. Um, and then you can basically go ahead and sell that piece of paper or that contract to someone else. And they buy that piece of paper for, from you, and then they pay for the purchase price that you have on the on the contract and your fee on top of it. So that's how it's structured. Um, in some states, it's not legal, but I think this is Michigan only. So yeah, yeah I don't care what there. anybody thinks. Talk to a lawyer, figure out what yeah. you got to do. Everybody sure. has speed bumps and they stop. Yeah. Yeah. But old Ron knew yeah. what you were doing. You weren't pulling the wool over his eyes. You oh, explained yeah. to him yeah. how you were going to sell him. Yeah. Well, he, actually, in the beginning, I told him I was going to buy it all, but I. In midway through, I said, "Hey, I'm going to sell some of these, but either way, I'll close, even if right. I don't find a buyer." But you explained it still, to him. You, yeah. you didn't. You didn't lie yeah. to him. Yeah. So then Definitely. you got them sold. 
he was happy he got his money you got your end yep. you got to keep a few you get to sell a few and yep. turned out to be you know one of the kind of most famous deals that year in real estate because that was 16 right uh, or 16 slash 17 what year oh um that was at the end of 2018 so oh, actually just that was at the end of last year yeah okay i heard about it like a year before but it seemed like but i guess oh, it was okay. just the yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> The, the rumors were flying it off the networking events. Um, Some young guy had yeah. 13 houses under contract. So uh, I was so trying to find the guy famous. and offer him more, but I wasn't able to do it. No, uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, one day we'll break all that down, all the different protections you can have as a buyer once you put somebody under contract oh, and yeah. to make yeah. sure that somebody else can't just sneak in. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's important stuff to know. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's just an awesome deal. And as soon as I heard about it, we knew we wanted to get you on the show to talk about it. But one day we'll have a we'll, we'll break that whole thing down, I think. For sure. You know, on a case study and, and really like whiteboard it. Yeah, for sure. Anytime. Cool. So. so what's up with you, Nate? What are you working on? Um, finishing up that one rehab I got in St. Clair Shores. Um, I sold my last rehab just a couple weeks ago through Erica. Um, There's like a couple closings. But yeah, so she closed <laughs> that. So like I said, working on my this flip. Um, I think I'm buying another one that I might hold as a rental or flip. I'm not sure yet, um, but really just looking at a lot of multifamily. Um, nice. I go into Grand Rapids on Monday to look at multifamily over there. I've actually never been to Grand Rapids. I was just telling Hassan. Um, so we're going to check out the area. Um, going with Tio. He's got a friend there that's an investor, so he's going to show us around. He has some properties to look at, and I got a buddy there, too, that we might meet up with who also invests over there. So they're going to show us around and see how that area is, you know, expand the network a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I think, I think I'm actually making a hard money loan too. Um, Sweet. yeah. So on a property, a stupidly safe deal. So I, I, usually I don't do that, but this, well, this is, this is the whole point of the show. I knew when we got all of us together, the whole one trick pony thing, Hassan's done residential. He's done multi-deal deals, residential mixed use multifamily nate's making loans he's buying multifamily he's buying rentals he's flipping houses i got a mixed use too he's got mixed use after about so it. you know the, the whole point of this is when you have an opportunity thrown at you hassan could have said i can't handle 13 deals you know i started investing when i was your age probably <clears throat> so i'd get those calls because this is long before there was a bunch of people sending out letters and everything we were one yeah. of the first couple people doing it you know or, or strong anyways and I'd get a call from a guy with seven or 12 properties and I'd freak out because I'm like, what, what do we do with this? Yeah. You know, so you got to be able to take that and kind of chew on it for a minute and say, OK, you know, how, how can we work this out yeah. and be able to put together a creative deal and not just say I'm cash. <laughs> so you could have went to that guy with 500 cash and he was like, no, nah, I don't want 500 cash. So you worked it out at six something or whatever it was. Yeah. And you still made a healthy amount of money enough to quit your job, oh, yeah. you know, which is always a big fear and worry for people. You know, and going just back to what Nate said, you know, he gets an opportunity thrown at him and maybe he doesn't want to buy the deal. Maybe the guy who brings it to him wants it and he's going to lend him the money somehow and just make money that way. True. Yep. So you got to be smart enough. It's like, I, you know, I talk about like it's like when a soccer ball gets kicked into a circle, you're not just going to kick it a certain way. Right. You're going to use your knees. You're going to use your chest. You're going to use your shoulders. You can use your elbows, whatever you can do. Right. To keep that thing going. Yeah. So you got to be flexible and, and really have different ways to do things because in today's market it's it's that's a hot market so it's really it's really hard to find good opportunities i mean you've only done i don't not only but i mean you've done a few deals but they were bigger deals mm -hmm. if you were fighting for 13 it takes half a year to do 13 deals for a lot of guys and girls who are serious yeah. you did it like that you know and i know it took a, a year nine months but 
was that the only thing you did? Of course not, because you only worked on that, you know, 6% of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think even coming back to like figuring out how to take down a deal that's outside of your comfort zone, I think there's probably like a few factors. Like one, I have an opinion. I don't know where I heard it, but so I heard it on some podcast a long time ago. And the guy was like, if you read five books on any topic, you're smarter now than 95% of people in the world on that topic. So you can, it can be on like neuroscience. It can be on physics. It can be on real estate. Sure. Now, you know, more than 95%. Now the only 5% is like the people who are writing those books are doing that stuff every day. Um, so that's what you do first. And then like now you, once you have the elementary knowledge, then you just start connecting with people who do it on a daily basis. And at least they're going to take you seriously because you know the terminology or, right. or they know that you're, you're for real. Yeah. We talk about, uh, about that all the time. Nate's a, Nate's a big reader. I'm, you know, I consider myself a big reader and yeah. You know, you've got to be you've got to be able to sit down with somebody, whether you're talking to a CEO or the CEO of five rentals mm -hmm. and speak their language yeah. and, and yeah. understand. Like I always talk, tell these stories, these guys will stand around, and they'll smoke cigarettes and kick dirt and they'll say, uh, what are you going to give me for this or how much do I got to give to buy that? Mm -hmm. And they're like, what does that mean? Right. And then you sit down with the CEO and he's like, you know, how does your portfolio look? And, uh, you know, how are you on cash right now? And yeah. they, they all speak different. So if you yeah. if, you, if you can sit down with them and break it down and kind of make them understand or believe that you like in their language yeah in their yeah. language you got to make them comfortable yeah, you know definitely oh and you want to sound intelligent when you're speaking to somebody yeah. like that that you know you're For gonna sure. make money you don't always have to yeah. sound intelligent either yeah <laughs> it goes both ways yeah for sure dylan you want to tell us about your last deal that was the the quickest deal i've ever seen happen from Not the fast. time you got a phone call to the oh. time we closed yeah. So, you know, sometimes you get lucky and it's always better to be lucky than good. So this time I was lucky and um, I had uh, just a regular house that I took down. I've only closed on a couple houses in the last couple of years, which I'm proud to say because I'm only assigning right now. Nice. I'm also doing new construction in the project, but that's that's a whole different, you know, whole different thing. Um, so, yeah, I got a call from from a, a new investor. Actually, I got a couple emails and he kept asking me how much he had to bring to the title company. So I'm like, you know when you get the, those emails, right? Yeah. You're like, yeah, whatever. You know, like, yeah. don't waste my time. Yeah. So then finally, I got him on the phone, and uh, he was like, no, I'm new at this, and you know, I'm, I'm really excited to do this deal. And the numbers made sense. It was a buy and hold property, and uh, it's going to be like a mega cash flow deal for the guy. But uh, from that conversation to close was about three days, and everything was funded. He's super duper happy. I'm going to get him on a podcast. He's got a couple partners, another young guy, you know, which is awesome. Yeah. And uh, I don't, I don't know exactly where he found me. But he, he found me somewhere on Facebook because you know I do tend to post my deals on there and put a lot of information on there. So I found him on there, or he found me on there. And once we got connected, he looked at all the things that I do and the you know networking groups and podcasts and hanging out with guys and, and ladies like you. So that brought his. Um, his resistance down. He wasn't nervous to do business with me. Oh yeah. And then right away, you know, I sent him some information that night. I CC'd Erica. Erica, you know, explained some stuff to him too about closing and just kind of backed up what I told him. So it made him comfortable yeah. and, you know, just knocked it out of the park in like three days, which yeah. it doesn't happen all the time. Like I said, much better to be lucky than good, but uh, I don't always, you know, roll sevens and 11s. So. Yeah. No, that's true. True. Yeah. And plus, luck is so so far out of your control too. Absolutely, it's like man, sometimes you just get really lucky, and you're like, wow. Yeah, the, like you look say, back at it. Well, shoot, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Yeah, exactly. Right? When you put in work every day, you get lucky. You yeah. know how many how many free throws did Michael Jordan shoot? Yeah, you know. When I'm guessing the only reason it went that quick is because cause he looked you up and saw you've been doing stuff for years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Like it took years to get you the trust basically on that, even though it was three days, right? 
It was because he was out of town and he had me. Probably. That, that, that's yeah, why it was that <laughs> Listen, here's how it works. When when you do a lot of business with uh, you know, with one company, you can you can leverage that. So yeah. it definitely was a, a huge help and game changer. But yeah, I mean that's just what it's all about. Making people feel comfortable being able to speak their language. I didn't know this kid was in his early twenties, but you know, I do high school <laughs> mentoring through winning futures. So some of my mentees are are still older than you guys. I've been doing it for ten years now. So I know how to talk to those 20 year old kids. Plus, you know, it's fun talking to the young guys and helping them. And, you know, I let them know whatever you need. If it, if you need an, an insurance guy, if you need the clean out guy, the house is cleaned out. But just if you need to work with the city, if you know what I mean, if you need to navigate the paperwork, just come to me, I'll help you. So I went full concierge because, A, I was going to, you know, I was doing business with them. I was making money. But more importantly, it's not today's deal. This kid's 22, let's say. Well, I'm going to be around for 50 more years flipping houses, right? So I got 50 more years business with this guy. Yeah. So I don't believe in cutting people's heads off. You know, I call it being a head chopper because when you cut somebody's head off, they're dead. So it's got to be a fair trade for yeah. everybody. And, yeah. and there's guys that I wholesale houses to that rehab and I can make 20, 30 grand on a wholesale and they make 40, 50. You know what they say? Give me more. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. That's how it works. You treat them good. But yeah, so I mean, between... All three of you. I mean, the, the deals are, are insane between um, either the, the type of properties or how you purchased them or how you bought them or if you're lending money. I mean, so, I mean, there are just so many different avenues for you guys to make money. And the more creative you are, the more the more I like it because it's something new for me. So, yeah. Well, even doubling back on what Erica talked about when she helped me out when I was out of town, you know, not being a one-trick pony as, as a title agency, too, is huge for, for guys like us. Because whether it's getting a question answered, you know, I've been running RIAs and stuff for a long time. So there's new people, not just young, but new people that'll come to me and say, hey, I'm buying a house on a quick claim deed and I'm going to sign it at McDonald's and all this and that. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You got to talk to a title company. You got to talk to an attorney, a CPA, brokers, people like us, like who've gotten our legs blown off or know people that have. And you got to slow down. But, you know, Michigan Investment Titles is able to get a lot of those deals done that other places either don't want to do or won't take the time to do. And not that it's their job to talk to our clients, but I have had clients call here and make sure what I told them was true and that we were actually closing or the yeah. funds were going to be there. And, you know, the answer is, yeah, every time, especially in like this business, too, because some some sellers are like, wait a minute, is this is this a hoax or something? Sure. Right. And oh, I'm going to lose my place. There is always a way to get it done. Yeah. You know, it might yeah. be around the back way to get it yeah. done, but there is always yeah. a way to get that deal done. So we'll figure it out. That's what we do. And and that's what, that's what, that's what Erica helped me out with the two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Yeah. When I called her, I, I called, I, I didn't have Erica's cell phone at that, at that time. And so I texted her. And what's her. that number? It's two, four, eight. No. No. And so text your deals in everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I contacted someone else who had it and, um, um, then I reached out to Erica Friday night. I think you were like eating dinner and I was like, Hey, I have to get this deal done by Monday. Cause the guy I was assigning the the complex to, he was like, I need to close by Monday or else. Or yeah, else and this was like a mi- the mixed use kind of commercial deal. So yeah, it's it not like a $50,000 yeah. house that you yeah. can figure out quick. Yeah. It was a lot of paperwork, wow. but it's like relationships like that, right? Like one, it's complex already. That's huge. And then to have someone on your side, who's like, okay, I can take well, care the, of that. The difference is it's pretty much impossible to say that you're ever going to go anywhere else when you get service like that, yeah. because you know, I don't care what business we're in. Mm-hmm. It's hard enough to go to a, a restaurant or a coffee shop and you know, get your order right. Yeah. So yeah. when it's something that that's that like huge and, and just, I mean, that's awesome. I didn't know that. So yeah, cool. I, I had a, I had a small deal, probably like 
three weeks ago through Erica and it was a small deal. So nothing like that. And I missed a message from her that she probably sent at 10 a.m. And at like 11.30 p.m., I messaged her back. Two minutes later, she shot me a message. I was like, oh, I didn't mean to like wake you up. She's like, no, I'm still at the office. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, that's crazy. You know, and like I said, it was a small deal. So, yeah, no, it was awesome service for sure. Well, that's a nice office, Um, too. So, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Let's get Nate some water. Thank you. (laughs) I keep coughing. Like I said, man, full service. This is how we do it, right? How we do business. (laughs) So um, kind of finishing up here, I'd like to go around the table and ask everyone. I like to do this because then I'm in control and I know what I'm going to say. So I'll go last. No, I'm kidding. It's like when you go to, when you go to lunch with somebody and, and nobody knows what they're going to get and they always want to go last, right? So um, what books have you listened to or read that have made a huge impact, whether it was 10 years ago or yesterday? And Hassan, you go first. You're the, you're the guest. Um, so it has to be one or it can be a few books? It or? can be 20 books. Oh, okay. Well, we'll put them all in the show notes. Oh, sweet, sweet. Can I like Amazon affiliate those? <laughs> we've already got that, we've already got that covered. Damn. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so I think the first book I read was Four Hour Work Week, which was just a mind sh- mind mind shift um, to kind of start thinking about how to make money passively. So that was fantastic for me. It wasn't real estate associated, but just kind of like business. Um, then confessions of a real estate entrepreneur that book is really good too he talks a lot about creative deals commercial stuff who's um, the author on that Ooh, i don't know his name joe fairless no no, no no i think it's randall but not the mortgage guy that's local it's another joe randall so that book is really good um there's another book that i'm reading right now it's called seeking wisdom from darwin to munger mm. um which is really cool i think um also Poor Charlie's Almanac, which is written by Charlie Munger, if you guys have heard about it. Sure. The concepts in there are like like groundbreaking. Not groundbreaking. I'm sure they've been around for a while, but um This just, is this goes into not being a one trick pony. So most people hopefully know who Charlie Munger is, but yeah. tell them who Charlie Munger oh, yeah. is. So Char- Charlie Munger is Warren Buffett's partner at Berkshire Hathaway, and Berkshire Hathaway would be nowhere as close to how big it is without that guy. Right. So Hassan's reading about creative real estate deals and how Warren Buffett, who's basically yeah. the greatest investor of, of our lifetime, maybe ever, yeah. um, you know, does business. Oh, and that, yeah. That's a lot deeper than 13 houses, you know, but that's where those concepts come from. Yeah. And, it, and it's all about at some point analyzing risk and rewards, whether whatever you're doing, right, you're just kind of analyzing, OK, here's the risk that I'm taking. And for me, my general criteria is I can risk a dollar to make five. So that means I can lose four times and still break even. Um, or five times, but essentially like if you start reading and they're basically like this idea of, um, like a lattice work in your brain of different subjects that you can then connect. And that's what Charlie Munger talks about. So he's like, okay, you study these different topics in life because then you'll start to connect the dots that normal people can't connect. So if you study topics like critical mass and physics Mm -hmm. or like, um, engineering and, and, you know, all these different things that on the surface they don't connect but your brain will start to think about things in ways like even if it's associated to investing you'll you'll start to connect it to topics in physics because like like charlie munger said all the um wisdom in the world is not contained within one academic department right sure so then you start connecting these dots and that's really where you get this like where, where you can start to really do big stuff so yeah, that's awesome. I'm I'm glad that guys like Nate and Hassan are so smart because they're going to graduate from real estate investing and I'll still be here, you know, <laughs> slugging it out with my South Warren rentals. So, Nate, I know you're a big reader. What do you think? What do you got? 
Um, yeah, so I, I try to say a different book every time. So a book I read maybe like a year and a half ago was um, by Ray Dalio. It's called um, it's called Principles. It might be like Life and Work. It's one or, of the greatest books of all business books of all time. Have you read it? Yeah, oh yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's no, it's really good. Okay. He's supposed to come out the second one, which yeah. that's why I get confused because one of them's like Life Work something, and another one's Business something. But the book I read. Um, one of the main themes he talks about, like his um, meritocracy or whatever, mm-hmm. how he set up his company. And meritocracy means, like, if I own the company, a lot of people would be like, you know, Hassan, you have to do this this way. You have to do this. His meritocracy is like everyone comes up with an idea and everyone basically votes. So in a way, like basically everyone has equal power based on how intelligent they are in that realm. So like if you're really good at wholesaling, you would actually outweigh me even though I might own the company. So like, um, I don't know, it's really interesting though. It's a good way to like leverage everyone's talents and allow them to be the best they can be. And it yeah. increases your company crazy. Um, and you know, that guy, just so you know, Ray Dalio's um a billionaire, like a investor. He started out in commodities yeah. and you know, has one of the largest funds in the world. Um, but yeah, so all his principles apply to anything. So um, it's just that, a different viewpoint. That book's like people. 16 hours long if you get the audio version. Yeah, I have the audio version. I believe I read it too. It's but basically two books in one, actually, right? It, oh, yeah, it is. It is, unless when I listened to it, maybe it didn't come out the second part, but it's really long. The audio yeah. was 16 or 18 hours. Yeah. It was ridiculously long, and I think I read it too. Um, but that was really good. And back to what Hassan was saying about uh, listening to different subjects, what, I used to be really interested in like neurological science, like how brains work. And that's super helpful, right? Um, I, I know I forgot a lot of it, and I remember most of it, but uh, it's just cool because you, um, by knowing that stuff, you understand how people's other people's brains work and how yours work. So, like, I I think I'm able to maximize my reading, all that stuff, and retain most of it because I understand how your brain works and operates, and those connections. He was saying too, just by having multiple connections, your brain gets better at getting new connections and remembering. Yeah, you got to build. Like, it's, it's like a workout, right? You yeah. build those neurons, and they start. Yeah they start connecting yeah. and it's just like but like those books were awesome so like you know same thing lifting weights at different yeah. angles and working the same muscle but yeah. it but it changes everything down yep. deep yep so wow. yeah I, I i recommend to read outside of real estate like try to do 50 50 if yeah. yeah and then when you get to know real estate a lot better it might be like 70 30 70 outside 30 in you know so yeah i agree i i kind of stopped doing uh real estate investment education years yeah. and years ago because i'd done a lot of those deals already not that you shouldn't go back and kind of like refresh yourself, yeah. but um, I spend most of my time either reading about sales, neuroscience, also yeah. uh, psychology, or um, kind of just mindset. Like I got a new book called Fearvana and some older guys. You know, I'm I'm labeled an OG when I go out of town and hang out with some of these guys because I'm in the over forty club, right? And everybody else is like twenty five, <laughs> so they are they're all reading a book called Fearvana. These older guys were like in their fifties and sixties because they're having a hard time going from. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing business. I'm doing okay to like, how do I do 13 deals in, in one SWAT? You know what I mean? How do I kill 13 flies with one SWAT? Because they just, they're not there. They don't have that mindset. So I don't, I don't know if the books, every book helps. I don't think it's going to super change my mindset. Cause I do have a, you know, ridiculous belief in, in my ability, but, um, it's always good to listen to what those guys say. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. Listen, Hassan did, Hassan did 13 deals. I, I know I can do 13 deals. He knows he can do 130 because you add a zero, it makes no difference. Yeah. And somebody was talking to me about Nate. Nate's good at raising money. You know, and young in, in the business, I was good at raising money also. And the more you get, the easier it is. You can't find a $20,000 lender that's a pain in the neck. Yeah. But you can find a 200 k lender. And then when the time comes, 
a 20 million, not 2 million, a $20 million lender, bam, they're there like that. Yeah. Because if you have the right uh, opportunity, real money finds it. Yeah. And and we're still playing, you know, a little bit in the little leagues. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. you guys, you guys are, are a lot, a lot of years behind me. So you're going to, you're going to surpass me by my age for sure. But, um, you know, it's, you got to have that, have that belief in yourself because if you don't and you're an entrepreneur, you, you better be able to either do software, build video games, or, you know, figure out how to make the next pill or something. Mm -hmm. Because I tell you what, you got to be able to take a beating, yeah. right? And get back up. Yeah, I agree with you. I just thought it was funny. Like, I think the same thing about myself. So I just find right. Everybody thinks I got it. an ego problem. Yeah. I just don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, yeah, no, I agree, though. You have to have like self confidence, basically. Yeah. yeah. So can you recommend also a neuroscience book? Because I, um, I was actually I, yeah, interested I, in reading. I'll have to look back on uh, which ones I read. I probably still own a couple of them. A couple were digital. But yeah, that's an awesome topic. And you can find some real cool articles because like that just gets crazier like every day. Um, so I started yeah. reading about that maybe like seven yeah. years ago. And every year like new stuff comes out because they can they can like examine stuff closer. N and NZT. All stuff. We're all going to be on NZT. Lim Limitless? Yeah, from Limitless. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you take that pill and then you're like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'll have to look back because um, I, I have a couple books left. It's real. It might be real. <laughs> it'd be better. It'd be better. It's it'd be real. better than. It might be real. It'd be better than talking about sitting here talking about how to sell dispensaries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least at least you're bringing putting people this way instead of that way, yeah, right? Yeah. Yep. That's a whole That's different true. discussion. So, yep. Erica, what uh, tell us about what books you're reading? So I am midway through a course called Rainmakers Laboratory, okay. and it's kind of it's almost like um like a book club for like minded people in my business. So and we do calls every other week on on what we've learned and just discuss different topics. But they take Smart. bits and pieces from a bunch of different books, many of them that that we've talked about on on the show before. So it's it's a nice way to I, I'm better at talking about it because. Is there anything specific you can you can point out to us? I'm putting her on the spot. I don't like that. <laughs> what was like one of the more recent books that you guys just finished up? Um, what is it called? Right, le right hook, left hook. I think is the one that we just got through doing. So I'm really jab, jab, bad. left hook. There you You're go. Jab, jab, right hook. There you go. Recommending <laughs> the wrong so book. You're talking about Gary V's book? <laughs> no, 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 no. So, but we, um, <laughs> but Rich Griffin is one of our. Um, head salespeople through North American along with Michael Holden. So that they put on a big thing. So there's about 30 of us that I'll just, nice. we do um, calls about once a month and yeah. it's a half an hour, hour. And, but then everyone, there's a big page and we all go back and forth on. So. Oh, yeah. it, it's huge to do that stuff. I mean, we're so lucky now to have what we have oh, with, yeah. with technology. I always talk about when I started real estate investing, there was no YouTube. Then it was two-minute videos. You guys can watch everything. You don't have to go to any courses. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is still value in paying for something for sure, but there's a lot of free information out there. And like to be able to have like a little mini network like that where, you know, as entrepreneurs, again, you know, we got to lean on each other because it's really hard to be a true solopreneur. It's not impossible, but like I said, you've got to, you know, almost have zero personality and, and want to like sit and be an egghead all, all day because... What's the fun if you can't, you know, bring lunch in and feed a bunch of people and make them happy? You know what I mean? And the whole office smelled like Arabic food as soon as I walked in the building. And, <laughs> and we were so on our way to lunch good. right yeah. then and there. So I had to go across the street and have a crappy salad. And I could have had some shawarma and some some good stuff. But and, and next time. Just really quick to, to go back to that. I think when we were talking about, um, you know, doing like a big deal or doing something something that's outside of your comfort zone. Um, the big thing for me was to connect with other people that were doing really big things. And then it made me feel like, like 
the 13 deals, I, I think that that's like chump change. That's right. like a little that's baby awesome. deal um, because now I've tried to connect with people who are doing hundreds and hundreds or thousands of deals a year. And it's like, okay, what do you like? You know, it's kind of like nothing. So when you get in a sphere of a group where they're just, it's like a lot of high caliber people, whatever you're doing just seems minuscule. Right. And, and that's like a great way to just pop out of your comfort zone. And, yeah. And then like we talked about, you have a big belief in yourself and us three can be in the big head club together. <laughs> we're going to start a new <laughs> podcast about that. <laughs> we're just going to start on and brag about everything we've done. <laughs> Uh, oh no no you can't call it that though <laughs> <laughs> let me get that domain name <laughs> producer grab that domain name from godaddy <laughs> so i don't know i think we're i think that's it huh yeah, we're going over everything I, I think so i mean it's just um the only other thing i was going to add is, is the networking portion so i mean and that's you know by going to chicago or going to ria's or other networking groups yeah. and meeting people and not just online, because, I mean, although that connection is always nice, um, when you go to some of the, the bigger groups or the national groups, that, you know, and you're meeting people. Oh, yeah. And that's where a lot of my, my business planning, a lot of people that, you know, are doing much bigger things than I am, and you get to talk to them, and yeah. how did you get to that place? So, yeah. I mean, it's really just important to connect with with those people. I, I thousand percent. Um, I was just talking to Nate before we started, but you know that I was just telling him that I I'm going to go to the BP conference and wherever Nashville or something. Mm -hmm. It's like a thousand bucks, which is well, you know, that's not cheap, but especially for a salathon. Yeah, yeah. Because you're going to get pitched all exactly. day and night, baby. But but you'll you'll never be around people. as many good people as you it's will there. The people, so yeah, and learn from the guys on stage how they close, and then just yeah. network the heck out of it. Exactly, that's what it's, it's all. It'll about. be worth every penny. Yeah. So that that's the gold right there. You that's just cool. Go, you meet with some like high rollers, and you're like, whoa. Now I thought I had set my expectations high. I remember one time I went to a conference, and I was like, yeah, I want to get to. I think it was like fifty, like fifty or a hundred doors was my goal, and uh, the guy was like, "Yeah, he was my age," and I was like, "What's your goal?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm trying to get to a billion dollars wow. before he's 30. And I was like, "What?" And then I walked away. Just I was like, "What am I doing?" It was right. So it's like that. that so shift. let me ask you guys one one question too while I got you here. So um, I think you're kind of above. You guys are both above kind of the level of investor that I'm thinking about. But if you were right at that spot where you weren't, you were almost like taking it to the next level do you think that it would make more sense to go to something like that bigger pockets meeting where there's going to be a bunch of speakers on stage who are kind of selling courses and it's more about networking or do you think you'd be better off going to an event where there's a bunch of experts speaking that aren't selling anything mm -hmm. that are just telling you know basically their stories and, and how they do things all in different segments of the business yeah i think they're both useful i guess if i could pick between the two i'd rather the non-sell because right. they're telling you more and instead of like holding back for their sale um, but if you can't go to that, those are cool. Cause like, there's probably gonna be a thousand people there in the stands or, sure, or whatever. Sure. So he can meet all kinds of people. But yeah, that is a lot better. Cause like I said, then they're not selling their course because if they're selling the course, they can't tell you everything. They can't just be like, here it is. Cause then right. you know, why are you going to buy five, $10,000 course? You, you either pay in the front or the back, yeah. you know? Yeah. So you're going to pay more to go to one of those, one of those events where you're just going to learn yeah. or you're going to pay less. Yeah. And, and for me, you know, I, a lot of times I, I prefer to go to both of course, if I can, but if I go to the big one, I'm going to meet a whole bunch of people too. But I think for that person that's that's just ready to take it to the next level, the ones who don't have the big head yet, they're trying to get there. Yeah. Um, they're kind of better off going to the ones where they're going to learn. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Go anywhere where you can just find someone who will like 
who can you can bounce an idea yeah. off of or talk to about how they started yeah that's great advice you know, that's yeah. anywhere anywhere you can go even if it's like on a zoom meeting even if you like find some guy online and, and it's like all right this person's doing stuff that i want to do just connect with them like I, I have friends i have a friend right now who just paid a guy a thousand bucks for two hours of his time over lunch sure and because that person's in our local area doing two three hundred flips a year and he wants to get to that level so so you know you, you you pay for it in some way, either right. it's your time or it's or it's physical or it's money. Or sure. Or do something. business with, you know, I tell yeah. these young guys have come to Rio the next last 15 years and they're like, how can we, how can we buy a lunch? How can we be my mentor? And I'm like, I'll be your mentor every day. Find me deals. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Cause I'm stuck hanging out with you then. Right. Yeah. Bring me deals. Bring me yeah. deals. Bring me deals. Exactly. Exactly. A thousand percent. All right. So I think we're good. All right, everybody. Well, again, this has been another Michigan Real Estate Investor Network Roundtable. And make sure you subscribe. You can find us on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Stitcher, we're on all those other places. So you can find us, but make sure that you check us out. We're here all the time, bringing you real information. And as always, sharing the love. We hope you found a lot of value in today's show. If there's anything we mentioned and you missed it, don't worry. We take all of the notes and you can find them at michiganreinetwork.com forward slash episodes. If you want to meet any of today's guests in person, you can usually find them at a hashtag the network meetup in Metro Detroit. You can find all about the network at www.michiganreinetwork.com. By the way, if you're new, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes of this show. This brings us to the end of another episode of Hashtag the Network Roundtable Podcast. And as always, share the love.